0: Wake up, America, before it's too late. The
1: Steve Day Show.
0: And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here, otherwise known as Coordination Day, as they said back in the day in the very underrated film Boomerang. Got to coordinate. Got to coordinate. And it appears the three of us did coordinate today. What is up with that? I mean, what is... I mean... Did any of our wives stop us on the way out of the house this morning before we decided we are going to go to work wearing another woman's face on a shirt? No?
2: Mine was just in my bag this whole time
0: since you gave it to me preparing for this moment. You snuck it out of the house and just put it on in the parking lot? There it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are uh, pleased to be joined uh, for the first time on the Day's Group by uh, former Trump administration attorney uh, from the Thomas More Society, now with the uh, American Family Association's radio network, AFR, Jenna Ellis- Um, Now, hardened Criminal uh, is now with us uh, for the first time on the Dace Group. Jenna, do you have any idea whatsoever what you're about to get yourself into?
1: Uh, I really don't, but if there's any foreshadowing by the indication of the T-shirts, it's awesome. But I didn't get the memo. I would have worn mine or at least had my mugshot mug or my hat, but it's fantastic. You guys look great.
0: Now, normally, well, this wouldn't apply to you, of course. It would be a dude code violation to wear your own face on your on your clothing to wear your own face fair yet yeah, to wear your own face would be a dude code violation even
2: if it's your own mugshot but i think I though it's if it's a cool.
0: mugshot because they're trying to turn yeah. you send you to a gulag to be a political prisoner i believe there is an exception even for dudes so. in that case right? i think so okay all right uh, but
1: am i part of the dude code or does that apply to women n- no
0: just to us just so, to us okay. yes just to <laughs> us uh and you want it that way Uh, You want it. You want us to strictly apply this to just ourselves and police ourselves. Women are better off when that occurs. All right. Coming up on the show today, we'll get back to Jenna in a minute for the Dace Group. Uh, We'll have feedback Friday coming up in the next hour of the show as well. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people are frustrated with what is going on uh, within corporate America, woke corporate America. Maybe you are working in woke corporate America and looking for an option. Check out redballoon.org. Redballoon.org includes many of America's biggest workplaces where conservatives are made uh, to attend woke DEI trainings or support liber- liberal causes you don't believe in. That's where you go to get away from all of that. And it's, you know it's going to get even worse. Uh, the amount of genuflecting and, uh, and knee-bending to the spirit of the age between now and the next election will only amp up. But RedBalloon.Work is fighting back. They're America's largest woke-free job board. And every week, tens of thousands of job seekers visit RedBalloon looking for a new career without all the woke nonsense. When you visit RedBalloon.Work, use promo code STEVE to receive five free profile search credits. That's a $50 value. redballoon.work promo code steve and with that let's get to it it's time for the day's group okay. i always love when we have people on here for the first time and we tell them in advance this whole thing's just to rip off of them, the mclaughlin group and they go okay okay whatever And then when they come on here for the first time, they see we've used the exact graphic package, the exact theme, the exact format. It is literally a complete and total ripoff. And their reaction is always like, wow, they they just really ripped that show off. (laughs) Yes, that's really what we did. But it was on PBS. We paid for it. And John McLaughlin's dead now. So I think he's totally okay. Let's begin your weekly look at the week that was with issue one, Bleep Lord Nefarious Says.
1: In a polyamorous relationship and they all parent hazel and sparrow we have a two-year-old antigender baby and a 10-year-old who is non-binary they have chosen not to disclose sparrow's gender
3: we don't know it yet it's something that sparrows
1: gonna have to figure out and then tell us but their parenting approach is controversial i have literally received death threats crazy crazy lady I hope karma hits you back and your kids grow up to detest you. These polyamorous parents let their children choose their gender. And for their oldest child, Hazel, that's neither male nor female.
0: Please tell us how and why you decided to come out as non-binary.
2: Because the pronouns she and he did not fit, non-binary was what I turned to. Though I do choose to act and look
1: are um, more feminine.
2: Can I go down now?
1: Of course. <laughs> and two-and-a-half-year-old Sparrow has yet to make a choice about their gender. Sparrow, do you want a banana? Yeah. Yeah. They're anti-gender,
3: but we're using they-them pronouns. Sure, they have anatomy, we understand it, but like that's not indicative of their identity. It's something that Sparrow's going to have to figure out and then tell us before we can handle anyone else. Um particularly because it's you know something that our parents did and they got it wrong
0: jenna welcome to the program (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, the guest goes first and the ladies always go first here on the show what did you just watch
1: absolute confusion and chaos and a deconstructed worldview that doesn't mirror reality. I mean, these are parents that clearly want to uh, project their own nonsense onto their children. And you can tell with uh, the oldest one that they're just parroting exactly what the parents are, are telling and And for these kids, this is child abuse absolutely and And to say that we can't discover our gender based on our biology is a total and complete denial of reality.
0: That pretty much sums it up, Todd, but give it your best shot, nevertheless.
2: Well, I love how many times she uses the word "reality" because that's we're talking about superhero movies thanos snaps now that's what you're seeing here that level of cosmic derangement uh because there's nothing short of an undoing a reality and that's the whole point the lie is the point the created order top down from god how it goes into everything else that ultimately this is god killer stuff that's that's who and what is hated And we're getting very close to the obviousness of that now that we are here male and female he created them and that simply must be destroyed like and and again it's not we're not like some studio 64 haze here you i the graphics they're they're walking through just your normal suburban neighborhood and all the normies see they're just wandering around what just having to like i guess this is where we live now so the decision is still very much ours if that's the case but we keep see who's more guilty the f- this is obi-wan kenobi stuff the fool or the fool who follows him who's more guilty of truly undoing reality that clown show or everybody else around him in that cul-de-sac who just says i guess this is the truth now
0: hmm. Remember- Not bad. that's not a bad follow-up aaron go ahead Remember when we used to
3: have this week's sign, The Apocalypse Is Upon Us? That was like mm-hmm. six years ago. That ended like six years ago. And that's like every day on the montage now. That's just like an, another day that ends in Y. Could you have ever, back when Rebecca was doing that weekly, your old producer, could you ever envision, Steve, getting to the point that we just saw?
0: No, I, I remember, when, I think it was Target was like the first major company that did the unisex bathrooms. And well it was where where Jenna works, AFA, launched like a nationwide boycott of uh, of Target for for giving into this. And I remember saying to you guys as predecessors Jen and Rebecca at the time, are are we really living in a country where the only people that think boys and girls should use their own public facilities are like born again Christians? There's, there's like no There's like no suburban Democrat PTA moms that teach at the local school that think that kids should just go to their own bathrooms. It's just the born again Christians are the last people, the only people in America that think, you know, understand why we've done business this way in public for thousands of years. And it just blew my mind that we were even talking about that at that time. That was maybe what? 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and and look how far we have descended down to your point down into the pit here in just about a decade since that initial battlefront on this issue uh, emerged
3: the slope is very slippery it only slips one way and it gets steeper the further down you slip that's basically (laughs) the message here and to build off of todd's point i've said this many times and i think it's worth resetting yes those under um, whatever you want to call it the, the 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 scientific term, the academic term gender dysphoria, uh, those who are engaged in that, yes, they have some form of demonic influence, meet mental illness or some combination of the two maybe maybe there's there 's little distinction there yes that 's true, but the bigger mental illness, the bigger demonic uh, infestation or influence. Is from those who sit around see this they know either at the surface level or deep down that this is wrong this is evil Mm -hmm. this is child abuse and yet golf clap so beautiful so brave or oh that's just the weird family over there
2: and and this isn't just gender it's perfect that Jenna is on the show this also describes the entire legal community all Jenna's do her story is John Adams story and and the redcoats The Boston Massacre, he stepped up and said they deserve representation, and they were, in fact, innocent. Jenna's not doing anything different. The legal community, in terms of what, you know, whatever that was back then, it was clearly understood before even the founding of this country that these were principles worth fighting for the legal community. Now, same thing with Jenna's case, just golf cap. I guess this where they live now. Everybody Democrat, Republican should be like over my dead body. Are you doing this to Jenna? It's the same contagion.
1: Yeah. And to your point on that, I was reminded uh, by a good friend of mine yesterday. who's also an attorney that, you know, this is to come after the lawyers is the first real significant step in total destruction of justice and of due process Mm -hmm. and the right to petition and to hold these overzealous malicious prosecutors accountable i mean there's a reason that one of the most famous shakespeare lines of all time is first let's kill all the lawyers Mm -hmm. and we say that i mean even in law school kind of snarky like you know everybody hates lawyers because they're so litigious some of those things but in context they were saying you know this is where uh, if we don't have people who are willing to represent literally anyone in court and require the government to show their case and have the burden of proof on the government and make sure that you have the right to petition or even in the midst of election integrity challenges, whatever it is, you have to be able to have a standard by which we discover fact and we arbitrate and mediate justice and truth. Otherwise, We have total and complete tyranny. And that's why I genuinely believe they're coming after the lawyers.
0: You're correct. But everything you just said is evidence of what I was trying to explain uh, to Glenn Beck when I was on his podcast three weeks ago. This is what happens when the social compact is broken. That, that is the covenantal ties that bind us as a people. That's where e pluribus unum come from, comes from. It is not from the Constitution. The Constitution is, is, is what itemizes and quantifies what that social compact means. Because we, the people, are interested in forming a more perfect union, we will now govern ourselves thusly. All right. It it is a manifestation of the social compact. It is not the compact itself, um, and and you know social compacts come from things like love your neighbor as you love yourself, do unto others as you would have done unto you. For example, um, we don't ag- abide by that any longer, or at least one side of this culture cultural divide does not. And, and so, therefore, the, the base assumptions of previous generations no longer apply. Institutions are not neutral anymore, but weaponized. And it is for the expressed intent of now taking out what is left of that social compact. So, one of those things, going back to what Todd said and, 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 then, counter, and then following up with how Jenna articulated it in, in her contemporary context, the idea that everybody no matter what they're accused of or what you think about them as a person or their beliefs is entitled to their day in court, is entitled to just to to representation, to to acquire their day in court is gone. I mean, it's it's only five minutes from you should get, you you shouldn't be on a, a television show because of your views. There's no way that you could have those views without being a racist, misogynist, xenophobic, homophobic bigot. These are the the natural conclusions of those talking points from a decade ago. Well, then, since that's the case, we will now cancel you. You won't have a, a, a spot in the city square on, on social media. Uh, then we will deny agency of you, which is what, you're, what Jenna just described from a, a legal representation standpoint. We acted as if for 20 years on the right, we, we acted as if these were talking points to acquire power. And maybe that's what they were in 1996. But they were always going to end up here. It's not the acquisition of power just to say, hey, we captured the flag. We won the game of we won the great game of Stratego. Checkmate. We win. Great. All right. Let's play again. No, the acquisition of the power was to use it. Wasn't just to acquire it was to use it. Now, I understand if you're on the American right, you are not accustomed to being aligned with people who acquire power to actually use it, but they're not like us at all they believe in their religion we don't exit question on a scale of one to ten with one being the odds retconning barack obama as a crackhead homo with a fondness for white meat will win republicans the black vote in 2024 and 10 being the odds that it would win the vote of lindsey graham rank this week's level of total depravity todd ten See, I, I knew Jenna is a nice Christian gal, and it's her first time here. And I, I had to come up with what lives up to the Lindsey Graham standard that I have set forth on this show without completely freaking her out and offending her and driving her away. And so I'm, I'm, I, that's, I tried to do that she with She kept
2: this. a pretty straight face. I have no idea what the thought bubble above her head is, <laughs> but it must be amazing right now. Right.
1: I was just going to say 12. <laughs> no, okay, good.
0: That's a good answer, too. All right, that's good. All right, Aaron. Uh, I'm at a 10. Let's get to our friends over at Relief Factor. If you are struggling from chronic pain, that's probably from too much inflammation in the body. You're looking for an all-natural, drug-free, anti-inflammatory, and we've got one. That's called Relief Factor, created by physicians who can prescribe drugs, but they understand, hey, those drugs can be great things, but there's trade-offs to them. And if there's ways to do things naturally, there, there always isn't a way. But if there is a way to do it naturally, so it's not taxing other functions and organs in the body, take full advantage of it. We're 70% confident that if you're struggling with inflammation in the body, and that's the the, the lingering achiness, soreness, and and weakness in your joints and muscles that just won't go away, 70% odds this is the right product for you. Now, where did we come up with that? Did we do one of those uh, uh, mask observational peer-reviewed, not-at-all studies? No. Over the years, about 70% of the people that uh, sign up for the three-week quick start, say, hey, I'll put in 20 bucks, see if it works. Maybe it doesn't. About 70% of the time, those people see such stark results in three weeks or less. They stick around long term. So see if that's you. What do you got to lose for 20 bucks? This could be the solution you have been longing for. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Or you can call them at 804, the number 4 relief, 804 relief, or just go to relieffactor.com. All right, back to your weekly look at the week that was. Let's get to issue two. 120 days to Iowa. Okay, it's really 122, but he was counting.
3: We're about four months away from the first in the nation Iowa caucuses. If you look at the polls, you'd think the race was already over. But if you look at the ground games for the two major candidates in the race, Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, well, it paints a much different picture. Just this week, DeSantis Super PAC never backed down, announced they've knocked on two million doors across the early states of Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Additionally, in Iowa, the DeSantis campaign says they've cleared through 12,000 signed pledges to caucus for the Florida governor. Meanwhile, questions are starting to arise about Trump's ground game in the Hawkeye State.
1: Even Mr. Trump's own family members are concerned. One source described a phone call with the former president's son, Donald Trump Jr. The source says that on the call, Trump Jr. was worried about that very lack of experience on the campaign's Iowa team and said multiple times that they need, quote, an adult in the room and that they were giving Florida Governor Ron DeSantis too many opportunities there. Now, in response, Trump Jr. told NBC News As usual, this is 100% fake news in what is likely the last breath from the dying Ron DeSanctimonious campaign. That is, of course, a direct quote from Trump Jr.
0: So good timing, because when we scheduled this topic, I was not aware. Because we usually, for those, just to give you guys a little uh, you know, behind the scenes look, most of the time, not always, most of the time, the topics that we're going to get to on the days group, we come up with them Wednesday afternoon. Why? Because anything that breaks on Thursday, we would talk about it on Thursday. So to turn right around and do it again on Friday would be a redundancy, right? Okay. So since the weekend review, typically by Wednesday evening, we know what those topics are going to be. And I had no idea that I was going to get up yesterday and I was going to get phone calls because this used to happen to me all the time. It's doesn't happen anymore. So I was shocked that I got phone calls from Politico and the Washington Post on the exact same day. Both asking me, all right, we've been to Iowa. We we see what our polling shows, but we've been to your state, been around your state with these candidates, and we do not see on the ground what we are seeing in our polling. And so basically they're calling people that have experience in the caucuses trying to reconcile those two things. And hey... I've got as much experience in this process as almost anybody does. I've been involved in every caucus since 1996 and it ain't easy for me to reconcile the two things either, you know. So these were more conversations I think than interviews, although I told them they could quote me if they wanted to. It kind of felt like both of us were kind of both sides of this were kind of exchanging thought processes, you know, and ideas of trying to reconcile these two things. So, we're 120 days out. Now we'll, we'll kind of we'll probably do this every couple of weeks here. We'll use this as a topic just a check-in temperature in the room what does everybody think so what does everybody think todd i'll start with you they won't
2: say this but the driving narrative is thank god for iowa it the the lament and let's all face it it i'm not a native of iowa i've been here for 25 years now i was neighboring wisconsin but it was all it's yes it's bizarre that iowa goes first uh, I mean, there, if you understand the history and why it happened, it's more natural. It's not it's not random how it happened. But the fact that we do this it is weird. It's odd. It takes some explaining. But let's face it, the way everybody else lives their lives, they've complained about it over the years, say it's not representative. But based on how you act and how you feed the show, it's you you, you are all thanking God that we're the ones who are going to winnow this down and, and have, are going to pay attention because you clearly don't want to it's not it's the we have become the opposite of a republic if you can keep it the show and that's what you want so we're going to do our best here to at least make the and hey just going back to the last time we didn't do such a good job so uh but it's i i, I defy anybody else to take on the responsibility of what's going to uh, be done here the people at steve's right he'd tell you otherwise he would be the first one saying burn this whole process down if but the people do take it seriously they really really do so i think based on people's general malaise about everything and anything regaining regaining to just general citizenry You guys are too busy Netflix and chilling. The default answer to this is thank God for Iowa.
3: Aaron, what do you think? I think that's a good take because it is two things can be true at this, you know, at once. One, yes, Iowa has outsized influence on on the uh, on the primary process. This primary cycle, that's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing because of all the reasons that Todd just said. I will just give anecdotally. I know Bob Vander Plaats has been on the show. You've, you've um, kind of talked about what you see as well, Steve. Anecdotally, I just don't see much energy for Donald Trump on the ground here. What I do see in the times that I've been around DeSantis is there's actually quite a bit of, of energy around him when he has been here. You know, you can take photos of the concourse at the state fair on a Saturday where there's going to be between, you know, 80 and 110,000 people on a weekend at the state fair and say, hey, everybody came here for Donald Trump. What I see, though, as well is, you know, Ron DeSantis came to my church, made an an unannounced visit to my church, and he was absolutely mobbed. And my church is made up primarily of young families. Again, those are anecdotes. I get that. The other part of this as well, I think we did ourselves a great disservice looking back and of course hindsight is always 2020. But in the 2022 midterms, there was all this talk about a red wave, red tsunami, red wedding. I do believe for for a few different reasons, I think that gave people a little bit of a sense of complacency. How much did that impact the final outcome? I don't know. I think the, the same thing may be happening with Donald Trump and his most ardent supporters, telling them this thing is over, this thing is over. Well, how does that impact turnout? I don't know. That's why we play the games here. But I think we're maybe start maybe could see that a bit as well, especially as we get closer
0: to the caucuses. So, Jenna, what do you think from afar? I mean, we, we talk about this, you know, on this show, frankly, not as often as we have in past Cycles. I mean, which is kind of indicative, even for us. There just a, yeah. a lack of overall energy, but we're very close to the process. Sometimes you can actually see things better uh, when you are looking further away. So, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Well, from a from a national perspective, um, obviously not being on the ground in Iowa, and also from a former Trump world perspective, I think it's fascinating and it's very Trump world to just say everything that you don't like is fake news. I mean, Trump coined that term because he was using it more legitimately in 2016 to call out the media on things that they were getting wrong. But now this kind of default reaction to just say, it's fake news, point to polls. I mean, things like online X, formerly Twitter polls that are run by a main Trump Trump influencer, they're trying to have this kind of mirage because what I think is actually going on is that Trump knows that he has 100% name, name, ID, and it's pure egoism. He just thinks that he doesn't have to campaign. He is the incumbent in his mind, and he thinks, why should I have to go and campaign like I did in 2016, the last open primary? I deserve this. I'm going to get it. And if I actually showed up, then that would, in his mind, display that he's on the same level as the lesser candidates that he won't even share a debate stage with. So I think that he is making the mistake of thinking that he doesn't have to convince people why he is defending his record or not, like we saw on the Megyn Kelly show, uh, why he is calling DeSantis all of these uh, false names, why he is uh, running again in 2024, how he's going to change if he is, does he regret anything from his record? What would he do in terms of personal? I mean, all of these things are questions that are legitimate for genuine conservative voters that he simply won't answer, I think, because he thinks he doesn't have to. And the name of the game in Trump world is simply bullying and egoism, and that's what I see from the national level and his lack of campaigning. Campaign finance and all of that, that's that's all legitimate, that he's running out of money, some of those things, all of the time that's spent on litigating. I'll defend him against the weaponization of government, but I think that it's very clear that Governor DeSantis is asking to earn the vote, where Donald Trump just passively and very narcissistically thinks that it's already his. That's a mistake.
0: So Jen, I want to I want to ask you a follow-up question that we have discussed amongst ourselves guys it may take away the time for the exit question if you're okay with yeah, that well, that's given right. the clock but again I want to get somebody who's outside of our in- yeah. internal bubble their take on this. One of the theories or hypotheses I've had to try to reconcile what we're seeing on the ground with the m- polls is if if everybody else on the right is is largely numb, disengaged, and just overwhelmed by the political process, because that's what I hear constantly in my circles from people like I'm not even paying attention. I, I hate the whole thing. I don't want I don't want to ever take part in this stuff ever again. I'm sick of it. And the but but given what's happening to Trump and that lawfare and that weaponization against him that you mentioned. And, and so that persecution has riled up one particular segment of the right. And therefore, they're going to be the most engaged in part of the process, the, the most likely to respond to polls, to back their guy, because that's all they can do right now. They can't do anything else to back their guy against this persecution other than send him some money and tell pollsters that I'm behind them. There's nothing else substantive they can do. That would explain why there's this these like, you know, Hugo Chavez levels of, of polling advantages for him right now, because his people are showing up in the polls. And the rest of the right is kind of like, you know, I don't even want to take part in this right now. But my problem with that is that should manifest itself in other ways. For example, no one knows where Melania Trump is right now. Haven't seen her in eons. Carrie Lake is the the first lady of MAGA. She is the most visible female figure in the MAGA movement. Yet she released a book earlier this year. Should have taken off, given her following, devotion. It flopped. Absolutely flopped. And so if my hypothesis is correct then it would seem as if, you know, she should have sold 50,000 copies of her book instead of, you know, like less than 5,000. So your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think you're right that the most vocal people are the ardent Trump supporters who are upset and angry. But at the same time, what I'm seeing across the country, and this is from you know Idaho, where I was speaking earlier this year, all the way down to Florida, where I now live, and up even in red states like New York, over to California, in Colorado, my uh, my former uh, home state that I went and spoke at the uh, Centennial Institute's Western Conservative Summit. People will come up to me and they will say, I am so sick of all of this and of politics, but they'll also say something else. They will say that they are exhausted of Donald Trump and they just wish that he would not run. And they are very silently, and I do think it is a silent majority that is supporting Governor DeSantis, but they don't want to say that out loud yet because they're seeing people like you and I, Steve, that are saying all of this out loud and are openly suggesting that we need to be post-Trump era being utterly slammed by the whole open online MAGA community. Okay. So I think what- 10 the seconds
0: finish up. Go ahead.
1: The polls aren't expressing is intensity. People yeah. will default say sure I'm supporting Trump but they need to be given a reason to affirmatively say out loud that they support DeSantis and that's where I think his campaign needs to do the job of that conversion. Okay. Say if-
0: we'll be back in a moment. Sorry to cut you off there Jen I gotta go. All right, back here on the Steve Dace Show before we return to the Dace Group. Don't forget about our outstanding friends at Preborn. If we have lamented what appears to be a lack of strategic preparation uh, by much of uh, the, the, the larger pro-life movement and industry post row. one ministry that was ready because they were already engaged in that kind of heart-to-heart hand-to-hand spiritual combat, is our friends over at Preborn. Uh, they understand that you have to love them both. They understand you have to do truth and grace. They find moms in crisis, like my mom was many years ago, 14, pregnant, unmarried, considering an abortion. They, they find those women. I mean, if you are if you're in a secure, healthy relationship and pregnant, you're probably not considering an abortion. It's when you're, when you're not in that situation and you're pregnant that you are. And so they find those women. The first thing to do, they confront them. Now, they do it gently, but it's a confrontation nevertheless. Hey, you need to hear this. It's the heartbeat of your baby. And about 80% of the time in the history of their ministry, when a woman hears that, she won't go through with killing her child. But they also understand that the battle isn't over there yet. She's still a mom in crisis. It is not easy to be a single mom. It wasn't for my mom 50 years ago. It's not for moms here in this day and age. And so they provide everything from counseling, postnatal care, prenatal care, all of it free of charge. The ultrasounds are free of charge, provided that there's taxpayer uh, you know, donations from people like us. And if you'd like to make one today, uh, would, you, would you spend 28 bucks to save a life if you knew there were 80% odds that it would work? Because that's what one of their ultrasounds costs, just 28 bucks, 80% chance it'll save a life. Go to preborn.com slash Steve, if that's you and you want to make that donation, preborn.com slash Steve, or you can dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby on your mobile phone or go to preborn.com slash Steve. Let's welcome back in Jenna Ellis, who is our guest on the Dace Group this week. As we resume your weekly look at the week that was with issue three, the New Mexico test. New
3: Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham declared last weekend that the Second Amendment was canceled in the city of Albuquerque and its surrounding county, effective, well, immediately. Grisham said she was declaring a public health emergency after several recent fatal shootings of children, including an 11-year-old boy who was killed outside a minor league baseball stadium last week in Albuquerque. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carrying license?
0: with one exception,
3: and that is if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In response, a large group of protesters gathered with their guns in Old Town, Albuquerque. Police did not enforce the Democrat governor's edicts. Midweek, Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen announced his office would not be enforcing the Democrat governor's orders. I hold my standards high and I do not or never will hedge on what is right. And I take my oath seriously. In reference to concealed carry and open carry, The Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. Also, on Wednesday, U.S. District Judge David Urias issued a temporary restraining order following a hearing spurred on by a series of civil lawsuits filed against the governor by pro gun activist groups who argued that the ban infringed on citizens' constitutional rights.
0: All right, let's get to the first question. True or false is the first question. What happened in New Mexico was a test. Aaron true
3: and I guess hats off to New Mexico who is reliably a blue state there were enough people starting with those who showed up in Old Town Albuquerque which is a fantastic place by the way uh, with their guns and just saying no no that spurred then the Bernalillo County uh, Sheriff to say no no and in turn There was a federal judge who uh, just saw this and was like, I can't defend this. And he just said, no, no. So the name of the game is no. Now, there's a certain segment of the right who um, who made this into into a discussion about, well, can rights be suspended? Are rights absolute? And if we were living in an era where the social compact were not broken, would we agree with that statement? And would we say, yeah, there are certain times when, hey, your rights are being, uh, it, it deserve to be infringed upon, certain emergencies. That's not what this is, though. That's not what this is. It's as if the last three years didn't even happen. So, so for those who are saying on the right, and I saw several people, actually, your rights can be suspended anytime, uh, anytime there's an emergency. Uh, you don't get it. The social compact is broken.
0: hmm that's the key your social co- the social compact is broken Todd
2: now it's definitely a test on us, no matter what the intentions of the governor and uh her lackeys were but uh i mean inter- is it was it more formal than that uh I don't The governor, I'm not, I wasn't even familiar with her before this. But remember, these governors don't make these decisions in isolation. And again, Jenna's situation to me is, Jenna was on camera day after day after day, seeing what she was doing, how she was advocating for what she was advocating for. And yet, this nonsense happened. How about those lackeys the governor's staff all of them now something flat out unconstitutional that has been acknowledged by again sheriffs judges etc cetera, etc cetera. where what about her attorneys what about all her civil servants helping her see what 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 exactly is the standard because they should have t-shirts with their picture on it by now too or is it just abundantly clear now that we are living in orwell land i think we all know the answer to that but what really there's an entire she's she's not a woman it's, the governor does not act alone she is surrounded by people institutions both within the state and out she had to have talked about this with people they told her to go forward to just say yeah we're gonna burn the second amendment any jail time for them any mug shots And if the answer to that is, well, probably not. All of you out there, sooner or later, I promise you, no matter how good as the driven snow you think you are, pure as the driven snow you think you are, you're going to have your mugshot taken too once you forget to bail and bend the knee the way everybody says you have to.
0: Jenna.
1: Of course, this is a test. And we saw the first test during COVID with the governors that used these emergency powers acts that are specific delegation from the legislature in specific instances of discrete emergencies. And they abused and used that indefinitely. So I think what the New Mexico governor was doing here was trying to say, well, this is a definite time frame. It's only temporary. It's only 30 days. And she's testing the waters. We're going to continue to see the executive branch try to arrogate to itself legislative power and to use these emergency powers to declare climate change emergencies to declare emergencies on Uh, transgenderism, protecting LGBT rights, whatever the leftist agenda is, they're going to try to find a way to manipulate the powers of government and to be petty tyrants. And that's what COVID was an initial test for. And thankfully there was a lot of pushback, but Tim's right. It's from the lawyers and it's from the courts. And if we don't have reasonable lawyers that are willing to stand up and litigate these issues, and reasonable judges who are willing to side with the protections of the constitution and the demonstrable requirement of the government to preserve and protect the rights of citizens. And we don't have legislatures that will amend their emergency powers legislation to specifically tell governors and executive offices, no, you can't harness this emergency and take away legislative authority. Then we're going to continue to see more and more and more of these tests. And I want to give a shout out to my friends at we the Patriots USA, uh, we the USA.org, because they are a nonprofit of attorneys that are willing to step in the gap, and they were the ones that succeeded in getting this temporary restraining order. And we need more lawyers that are willing to step up and fight these types of battles.
0: Indeed. Our, and our audience is very familiar with, with Brian Festa and the crew there at, at We the Patriots USA. So if we don't have all the things, Jenna, that you just mentioned, if, if we are not going to see the kinds of checks and balances that you just articulated and the other side is not going to say, oh, shucks. You know, you're represented by people that are not willing to to use the power that you gave them uh, the way that we're u- willing to use the power that our people gave us. And so therefore, you know, it just wouldn't be fair. And we're going to pull back. That's clearly not going to happen. So if if we're not going to be represented by people that do that and the other side is going to proceed in this space, then what?
1: Well, we have to use powers legitimately and for the purpose of civil government, which is to preserve and protect the rights of citizens. We need to do what Governor DeSantis has done here in Florida. He's the only governor that has fired two Soros funded prosecutors and to say, you have gone out of line and out of bounds. And so he understands how to use the rule of law and wield that power within the contours of the Florida state constitution. And I firmly believe he will do that on a national level as well. And and not be scared or intimidated of the left or to say, well, we need to you know, not establish bad precedent here. He would actually use the powers that are given to the federal government and wield them correctly. And this is what the legislative branch needs to do. That's what Congress needs to do. They need to use the power of impeachment. State legislatures need to use their power to amend these emergency powers acts. They need to use the power of impeachment. Why isn't New Mexico automatically impeaching this New Mexico governor. She's violating her oath. That was clear even from her own Democrat attorney general that sent this really lengthy letter saying that he won't even represent her in court because it's so unconstitutional. If the Democrats are never going to feel the consequences of going outside the bounds of the U.S. Constitution and then you have people like me who simply represented a client, And I'm the one who's now indicted for it. Meanwhile, the lawyers that had this totally bizarre theory that Marjorie Taylor Greene in the state of Georgia Uh, should be disqualified from office because she quote-unquote participated in an insurrection and that challenge failed and those lawyers aren't indicted or disbarred Mm -hmm. for their conduct, then we do have a two-standard system of justice. We have to, as conservatives, show that we can wield power but within the margins of the Constitution and be concerned about outcomes right now so that we can get better precedent down the road.
0: Exit question. Who passed and who failed the New Mexico test, Todd?
2: Well, uh, the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. It, at least it's
0: still living and breathing. Via the sheriff, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. that's That passed? Yeah. Okay. Aaron?
3: The police officers at uh, Old Town Albuquerque.
0: Which is kind mm. of, a, 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 in a way, they would also be Same. Yeah. Yep. a lesser magistrate too. Yeah. Jenna?
1: And the Democrat attorney general, I think that he passed and he was willing to stand up even to his own party. We need more Democrats like that.
0: That's true. That shouldn't get lost in this. You're right about that. All right, let's get to our kicker topic. Issue four. What is more real? We heard about both of these things this week. So what, what is more real? Tim Scott's girlfriend that goes to another school. We all knew the guy whose girlfriend went to another school. He almost never had a girlfriend that went to the other school. Almost never. Tim Scott's girlfriend that goes to another school or Mexican alien babies. That came out in the Mexican Congress this week. What is more real, Aaron? Tim Scott's girlfriend that goes to another school or the Mexican alien babies? You make the call.
3: The papier-mâché Mexican aliens, I mean, that is, you know, when when put up against Tim Scott's girlfriend who goes to another school, this is like um, biblical truth versus uh, you know, demonic lie. That's that's kind of what we're working with here. So I'm I'm going with the papier mache Mexican aliens. Todd,
2: man, Tim Scott seems like kind of Don't you want to root for him to be this to be true? A little Come little on, bit? buddy,
3: you can have a <laughs> girlfriend. Don't you just like
2: you <laughs> plucky
0: so and so? Come on, I'm rooting for Tim Scott on this one. That's a good. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, you're kind of rooting for that one to be true. I hear you. Jenna, what say you?
1: I just have to say, I am so not proud of any Republicans this week. I mean, it's just so sad. Between Tim Scott, between what we're hearing about Governor Kristi Noem, and this affair with Corey Lewandowski, what Lauren Boebert did by you know vaping and totally disregarding any of the rules of the Buell Theater, which I have been to many times in Denver. I mean, can't we get better Republicans no. than this? No. No. Can't we? Please?
0: No. I've been asking that question for 20 years or 15 years, and the answer every time is every single time is no. We can't.
1: It's it's just so sad. So, I mean, while I'm rooting for, for Tim Scott as well, I don't buy it at all. And I just wish that we could get some really good candidates on all levels and actually take back our country for conservatism and what that actually meant. Uh, not just from Reagan, not just back to the founders, but back to the objective truth from the Bible and conserving that truthful Real
0: worldview. Yeah, amen. But we are, we are in a period of time where the, the people that you don't have to wonder what are they doing at night when you're not watching are the Mitt Romneys of the world that you have to wonder what they're doing during the day when you are. And the people that are more than likely going to do during the day what you like are the people that you have to wonder what they're doing at night when you're not watching that's that's the era in in which we live all right let's get to predictions aaron since yours will probably be lame you my, go first my iowa hawkeyes will shatter that 25 point glass
3: ceiling tomorrow against the western michigan what are they broncos yes and score 31 points no 31 more. no okay. more no less
2: Todd. I know Corey DeAngelis has been dragging Randy Weingarten lately. And also, I can't remember what state she's from. The The state leader, is it from Colorado, Who, who who's against public schools and hating on them but sends her own kids to private schools? But again, this I'm resetting this. This is like the third time. Yeah, they're obnoxious, but they're resetting the fact that they are planning for a national teacher strike in the next calendar year. All
0: right. I forbid you from using that prediction ever again. That's the third time. It's got to be reset. I know. I don't want anybody to forget about it. It it has been resetted. Go ahead, Jenna.
1: I'm predicting that at some point in all of this, Tim Scott is going to tweet, I am Spartacus, and he'll become. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I like that one. My prediction is that Trump will advocate for the removal of liability protection for vaccine manufacturers before the Iowa caucuses. That is my prediction. So, sometime in the next 122 days, Donald Trump will advocate for this. Not just like, oh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, but like we get one of those dimly lit videos at Mar a Lago adv- calling for it.
2: To what end? You don't think he's already jumped the shark on this? Is that still like a playable?
0: Well, I know, the, other night, the, the other night he tried I, that, that he's not proud of the vaccine yeah. now, but the Democrats he knows that are very smart telling him he should be. That's, the, that's what he tried the other night with Megan Kelly. so there's that. Jenna, thank you very much for joining us. We'll do it again sometime if you're willing. All right. It was
1: great. Thanks so much for having me and I appreciate your friendship and wearing the t-shirts. It was great. So you thank
0: are you. very welcome and deserving. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. All right next hour uh, I should by the way I want to, I forgot to mention this to top the show. More inbox reaction to yesterday's show than any show we've done so far this year.
2: That's saying something, and
0: and I got to tell you, surprisingly, maybe, almost, the vast majority of it positive, actually, so that surprised me. All right, we'll come back. It'll be Feedback Friday when we do. Stay tuned. Greetings back here with Hour Two, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedays.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook, me we and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter. Instagram and TikTok. And you can also find me on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace there. And if you are a podcast listener, if you wouldn't mind, please leave us a five star review, hit subscribe or follow. And thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. We appreciate each and every one. Also appreciate our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are on the vanguard, leaders in building the alternative parallel economy that we are longing for as America's only. American really mobile phone company left. And if you want to make the switch, now is the time. They've always got so many great deals, especially if you're a veteran or first responder. Let them know up front and they've got extra ways of saying thank you to you for doing exactly that. Um for the rest of us, you can get a free activation with the offer code Steve at patriotmobile.com/slash Steve. A couple different reasons why you want to make this switch. Number one, stop giving money directly to people who hate you. Number two, They just have an outstanding customer service team. Uh, They're U.S.-based translation. You'll be able to understand the people you talk to. Uh, They offer so many great amenities, uh, for example, you can uh, if, at any time, if you're moving to a different part of your state or a different part of the country, and one of the major networks is stronger or better, you can make that switch to any of those networks for free anytime you need to uh, as by being a member of Patriot Mobile. So make the switch today when you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, or call them at 878 patriot That's 878-PATRIOT. All right. You guys ready for some feedback Friday? Yeah. Let's go. This note we're going to start with today is a little long, but given where it goes, I, I think we should share it with the audience. I was one of many, but not nearly enough, military members who was discharged for refusing the poison poke. I was an Air Force captain with 16 years of service. I won the company grade officer of the year award the year before was on my way to bigger leadership roles and almost overnight was stripped of any contact responsibility or purpose within my unit for not taking the shot. I sulked for a minute, realized that wasn't helping anything and decided to leave New York and move my family to Florida to seek freedom and like-minded people. It's been almost two years since then. And this summer, my family returned to New York to escape the heat and visit family and friends. While there, I reached out to a military buddy at my old unit, and he ended up organizing a get-together with some of the airmen that I served with. I commanded a unit of 45 airmen. Listen to that. That is not, inc- that's, that's not insignificant. I commanded a unit of 45 airmen. Prior to the mandate, about half of them went and got the shot voluntarily. With the strong recommendation from state and local leadership. Of the other half that did not get it voluntarily, about 25% were indifferent to it, and the other 25% had strong feelings against it. When the mandate to be jabbed was ordered, everyone complied but myself and one other new female airman, although I know of a couple that received vaccine cards through other means. Most that did not want it but got it anyway said they did so because they had bills that needed to be paid. The group of 15 that I had lunch with was a good cross-section of rank and viewpoints. We were all friends and had a good time catching up with each other. I thought I would share some observations. You guys ready for this? Only enlisted personnel were present. Other officers and my chief, the highest ranking enlisted, did not show. No one addressed the shot, now known facts about it or remorse about getting it. No No one addressed my abrupt exit and the reason for it. It's as if it didn't happen, and I left voluntarily. Most of the conversation was about getting promoted, retirement, new cars, and vacation plans. My main takeaway is I am not sure what I was expecting during our get-together. Maybe an apology, maybe some remorse, maybe some empathy about how I was treated and how no one stood with me. Maybe a you-were-right moment, nothing. I guess I was looking for some closure to a chaotic time. I got closure, just not the kind I was hoping for. There will be no vindication for me. That period of time when I stood for what was right has been memory hold. They do not want to remember or be held accountable for their decisions. They have moved on to more pressing matters like getting promoted, retirement, new cars, and vacation plans. If I could go back in time, I would do the same thing all over again. That being said, I can't help but feel a little bit slighted. Keep speaking the truth and fighting for what is right. Tom in Tampa. I'm not going to say a word. Because I want you guys' reactions first.
2: Here's something that happens in life; it often doesn't end up like the movies. You know, in the movies, there's that there's that great moment in so many great movies where everybody sees the person stand, and then and then everything changes. It's the crescendo of the movie. Real courage is shown. Oftentimes, real courage, as I've said before, is resented. Listen, a lot of the enlisted soldiers—the best case you can put on the enlisted soldiers—we um, follow orders, kind of thing. Uh, odds are seemingly low. You got to do you. I got to do me. Sort of thing. Uh, you know, understandable on some level, but just this is also the magical power of vaccines. There, this, there, people just cannot see beyond this veil they just can't and i i i expect that we will never have despite steve's efforts herculean efforts multiple books etc to get justice on this this is justice that people don't want
3: that might be one of the most sombering borderline depressing things that's ever been yeah. said on this show Todd because what do you what do you do what do you do with that what are hungarian real estate prices looking at l- looking like right now <laughs> and The thing is, though, the paradox as believers in the God of the universe that we believe in and represent is that even though everything, we might be surrounded, we are surrounded in a lot of respects, there is no earthly benefit to doing justice, loving mercy walking humbly with your God. There's no earthly benefit for that in a society that has turned its back on God. But we must do that anyway. This is not beating our, our swords into plowshares. This is just what we are called to do. And this was Tom, you said?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Tom, you, you did that. And so hats off, all the salutes for you. We cannot cease to try to build God, God's kingdom for eternity and presently, even though we might not see the, the fruits of our own labors. That is a hard truth, because we want to see the fruits of our own labors. Is it bad to want to see the fruits of our own labors? No, but we can't see the absence of that. We cannot take the absence of that as a failure. But it is important in these moments to commiserate, to empathize, to sympathize with those who are, are seeing that firsthand. And Tom, I, my heart, heart goes out to you, man.
0: Amen. First of all, Tom, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And maybe... Your 45-person unit won't acknowledge you, but here in front of hundreds of thousands of people tuned in right now, we will. So we salute you. But I think I've talked about this on the show previously. I, I, I brought it up um, in a, on a call I was on with some conservative leaders this week. When, when there were past atrocities a lot of times they were relegated to a certain subset of the culture or the elite classes were the ones imposing them. And, uh, you know, there's, unfortunately, in, in a fallen world, there's plentiful examples, but let me give you just two that are the most abundantly, uh, were the most abundantly aware of in our, in our memory space. You think of slavery, for example. And there's a, uh, the, 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 the tremendous miniseries on the Civil War when we were kids, um, North and South, or Blue and Gray, I mean, Blue and the Gray. I think North and South is, one, is another one, actually. But there's an episode in the Blue and the Gray where at one of the key battles, it might have even been like a Gettysburg, Antietam level of battle. Um, there are two wounded soldiers, one Union and one Confederate, and their units leave them behind, thinking that they're dead. You know, and it turns out that they were just wounded and lost in the battle and they're out in the middle of nowhere. And they've got to learn now to work together to survive where they are until they can figure out until they can heal and get back to their units. But there's, of course, immediate distrust. They're, you know, wearing different uniforms. They're trying to kill each other at the moment. And the, the young man wearing the gray uniform of the Confederate Confederacy says, listen, I'm I'm a poor sharecropper from Mississippi. I didn't own any slaves. Didn't know anybody that owned any slaves. I don't even know why I'm here. I was just told, you know, I had to come and fight for, you know, our state and our way of life. But I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a poor farmer from a large, from a poor state. I never participated in a slave auction in my life. And slaves were not inexpensive. Like this idea that you just went to the 18th and 19th. Century version of a Walmart, and picked up slaves in the bargain bin. Not true. There's a, there's a reason. You guys know what a plantation is. It's a, it's an estate of great wealth. All right. So there were plenty of people that never took part in that heinous practice. Plenty of them. And, and of course, the North, while still harboring subconsciously some racist attitudes, prejudice, and racist attitudes, institutionally in mo- most places, never validated it from the beginning. And so when the time came for there to be a reconciliation, especially when, or a reckoning, especially when some elements of the South tried to continue on through Jim Crow and the Civil Rights era and Plessy v. Ferguson, it was very easy. If, if, if you're a white person in Illinois, it, it, it does, it's not costing your conscience anything to say yes. Hold those racist Southerners accountable because they're not you. Like, your hand's not on the weapon. You didn't take part in the process. You didn't actively engage in it. And so, your conscience isn't convicted by assenting to a, re- a reckoning over this heinous atrocity, right? All right. Let's go to Germany. <sighs> Chances are. You may have said nothing while you saw your Jewish neighbors being rounded up, but the chances are, if you were just an average day laborer in Hamburg, you probably weren't actively rounding up Jewish people and sending them off to camps. And so when the war is lost and the Nazi high command is dismantled and it's time for a reckoning about what happened. You might be more inclined to go ahead and let's have, a, let's have a true honest hearing. I believe to this day it's inherent in German public education that you have to, you have to take like a Holocaust course and visit Auschwitz and Dachau and things of that nature, okay? With COVID, no one is exempt. Every home took part in this. We were all either locked down, so we assented to it. Over 85% of American adults took the initial dose of the poison poke. We all wore masks and and dutifully walked in single file lines at big box stores for months. There there's 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 not enough of a critical mass of people who are untainted by this and so they feel comfortable they feel comfortable prosecuting it. Let me give you a very, can I give a, a very personal example? So the story that's out today about Corey Lewandowski and Christy No. Now, when you guys, when I was, for, I, I ask you guys every day when I come in, what do I ask you every day when I come in?
2: What's the news? Yeah, any
0: breaking news. Because I my routine is I get caught up on the news until about 8, 8.30, and then I got to go work out, shower up. And so you can see that in my pattern usually posting on social media. You'll typically see most of the time from about eight 8.30 to 10.30, I'm just not there. That's where I'm working out, getting ready, you know, showering up, coming to work. So I've had a couple of hours where things are going hot and heavy. I want to get updated. What's the breaking news? I come in today, you tell me that, that that this is the breaking news. And my initial reaction was, I wasn't this a story like two years ago? Weren't people talking about it? 2 years mm-hmm. ago but I guess now there's a some reputable investigative reporter from the UK who's verified it and now neither party is is you were telling me neither party is denying it I as guess as far as I know okay as someone who a little less a little more than 3 years ago that could have been me my marriage was on the rocks we openly were talking about getting a divorce I mean I've talked about these things on the show before now God has done a great work in our lives and that's not who we are now but it, I'm because of the fact that that situation came very close to potentially touching me I kind of feel like well maybe I'm not one to really be the one out there talking about it and addressing it Do you see what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. and I think that on a mass scale the amount of people who did not Assent, consent and assent to this is really minuscule. And in a, in a, in a country that has, that is post-Christian, so it doesn't understand differences that previous generations did. There's a difference between condemnation and consequences, for example. Um, we don't understand those things anymore. And I think a lot of people, therefore, when you know you took part in something, I mean, what did they have to say? What, what, did they, what, did, what did we say after 9-11? Never forget. We forgot. What did we say after the Holocaust? Never again. And But people have to be reminded about it all of the time. Otherwise, we'll do what? Like, like our father, Adam, we will want to just shrug our shoulders and say, what me? I don't know what you're talking about. I had nothing to do with it and not my fault and move on. And in this case, we all actively participated in this tyranny, in this PSYOP very few of us probably did not make choices or behave in ways that we regret later on. And how many of the, how many people want to go back and relive that again and just pretend like it almost never happened and just move on. You know, it's, it's the stuff of a Stephen King novel. Oh, Hey, yeah, there's this killer clown going around this place called dairy, just kidnapping kids and eating them. The parents just, you know, we don't want to confront that this is going on. So, you know, now we'll try to keep our kids safe. Tell them not to go play in sewer grates in the rain. Okay. But uh, we lose our kid. Just look the other way. Move on. Guess we can always make more. I mean, this is. That's what you're that's what Tom is describing is that level of cognitive dissonance that 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 level of denial. And. I don't, I don't think there's a way to overcome that without a spiritual solution. I don't, and I think that's the problem that we have is I think very few hands are clean in this matter. And a lot of people don't want to believe, even if, even if it comes down to, man, I took that thing, like I said to Pierre Corey the other day on the show, I took that one time, man, to, to keep my job. And now three years later, I'm constantly, I don't want to be reminded that I might be a ticking time bomb. That I might be the next died suddenly. So let's just stop talking about it. Move on. Act like it never happened. You're right. I'll give you the last word. Go so ahead.
2: You're 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 right. Going forward, the, and and that's something. There's a level of malaise in there that is representative of the idiocracy. Mm-hmm. That, what's lampooned in the idiocracy. But here's the thing that, as you know, really, really frustrates me on this front. You, these same people all the time, will get up off that couch and decide to care with a level of ferocity about all manner of stupidity, nonsense, irrelevance. That's what drives me nuts. If you were just fast asleep at the wheel comprehensively, And I'm like, we're all going, the ship's going down, what, but like, you wake up all the time. You Damn fools. All those guys there. Talk to them about their fantasy sports league or whatever else. Oh, I've dialed in. That disgusts me. Because you've just chosen to fall asleep on this. You're not all if you're all together falling asleep. Okay. But no, your idols are gigantic everywhere. And you're just, you're just punking out on this one. And I'll never, ever stop condemning that.
0: All right, let's move on. Rick Sandberg wants to know who will be found first, Melania Trump or Tim Scott's girlfriend from another school? Melania. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious because we know Melania lives. We yeah. know we know Melania lives. We know there's a Melania Trump. We know. I that agree. that's that's why her absence is so glaring because she was, you know, so available during the Trump presidency and now all of a sudden, even when he's going to the courthouse literally down the street from where they live she's nowhere to be found like anywhere we've heard neither hide nor hear from her when she was a pretty visible presence in the Trump administration for four years. Right. And performed her duties largely with eloquence and yeah. grace and, uh, and, and, you know, and so now suddenly she's gone, but we do know that she lives, she exists that there, there is a person proof of life. Yeah. We have a proof of life. <laughs> Yes, we have a proof of life. That's well said. (laughs) Nice. Um, George Liga says, um, I try to stay away from this type of thing, but I was seduced on the end of the coffee aisle Sunday morning by pumpkin spice Twinkies. By Sunday afternoon, I had eaten five of them before I told my wife to hide them. I just found where she hid them and I polished off the last three and two minutes flat.
3: You know what? Really, A
0: little bit of heaven right here on earth. George. That's not real.
3: There is one thing I will indulge you on with this pumpkin spice. That's what you tweeted about this morning. Pumpkin spice bacon. Yes. That
0: actually sounds kind of good. See? I I knew it. I knew. He kind of did the whole crying game thing this Don't week. Push I didn't know. It. I Don't, I didn't I didn't, I didn't do know not it wasn't push a woman. It. Don't push it. <laughs> I just stumbled upon this pumpkin spice latte. They mislabeled it at the store. This but is, hey, I needed the caffeine, so the I problem. go ahead, but I would
3: take it anyway. This is the problem with all you damn pumpkin
0: spice cultists. That is true. We we are... You, you, we, take we, yes for an answer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, if there is pumpkin spice bacon, I'm having that shipped to my house. Straight up. That's... Wow. I'm just going to say for George, the dude code demands that even if you
2: indulge in that, you don't sit down and put pen to paper and write us about it. You just don't... <laughs>
0: I don't know what Dude Code Todd's looking at, George, but I, that's one of the most dude things Sick. that's ever been written into this show. Would <laughs> Shakespeare! You just, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's a sonnet, brother. I mean, you know, I can't speak for the women in the audience, but I'm swooning. All right? It would
3: actually be an affirmation of the Dude Code if it weren't so... You know, I'm so confident in my masculinity, I can embrace something without yes. fear. Yes, yes. But no, you take it to a whole different level where you're fawning like, well... I want to keep my job, so I'm going to stop there. You take it to a different level, man.
2: I mean, I can't speak for the women in the... All you do on this issue is speak for the women in the audience. I
0: I am... But When it comes to pumpkin spice, I'm a plain white girl. That is very true. (laughs) Um, Only
2: a true friend would be that truly honest.
0: (laughs) Let's see. um, Nancy in Georgia says, I live in Georgia and I'm a flat-out election denier. Why? I am convinced that Trump won in a complete landslide in 2020 and the election was stolen. We witnessed ridiculous fraud in Georgia. Do you believe Trump won in 2020 but it was stolen? And if all the work that patriots are currently doing to clean up voter rolls get accomplished and the new election integrity laws passed in several states, why couldn't Trump win again? His base that loves his policies, not his personality, will come out in droves again. I've been
2: this person has to be new to I show. Yeah, and Please. I've been, I mean
0: I've been consistent from election night. Yes. I mean those of you that have been here for a while, you'll you're gonna roll your eyes, I, and let me tell you, this is where you got the whole Blaze channel demonetized. I've, I've got to reset this, guys. It happens all the time. Yes, I got the entire Blaze demonetized on Facebook the morning after the 2020 election for going on Beck's morning show and talking about watching them steal it in real time and what that would mean. So, I mean, I I, I was one of the very first. Now, whether I know that Trump won in a landslide or not, I do believe it was stolen. I, I have no idea whether he won it in a landslide or not. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, I do believe that not enough was done about fraud in your state. And we were, we've, we've been pretty clear and consistent on these yeah. things all along. Um, now, here's the thing. Where's the movement to clean up the voter rolls? In fact, where's the Trump movement to do that? You, we've seen, seen that one?
2: before and it was a circus tent of
0: weird clowns yeah i i, I mean i don't where where are the new election integrity laws in, in several states let me tell you a place where they did clean up voter rolls and where they do have election integrity laws and they were strictly enforced pretty key state too that we have to win
3: sounds like the name of a uh, hip-hop artist
0: yeah in florida florida yeah it, in florida they did that in florida that was done which is why, I mean, DeSantis was, you know, lighting a cigar at 1030 at night, like red hour back, shutting it down for the evening. While we were, while we were waiting to see how many more uh, mail drops at 4 a.m. in Todd's state of Wisconsin, we were going to be witness to. You know, so that's the thing I see. I would counter your question, Nancy, with this. What, why wouldn't you support the guy that did all this stuff to ensure election integrity that you demand be done? That's the thing I don't understand. Like, where has Trump spent his political capital? Has Trump spoken to legislatures, given key speeches around the country on voter integrity, vote election, any of that stuff? Nope. I mean, if, 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 did we miss that the last couple of years? He's had, you know, because they stole the election from him, he's had a ton of free time. Have we seen any of that? No. I
2: don't believe so.
0: No. So it's, you know... I'm I'm supporting the guy that actually took seriously election integrity, didn't just tweet about it or complain about it or try to release the Kraken, but actually has done stuff about it. I mean, everything that we want, uh, we want Republicans to do. That's achievable to ensure election integrity. Florida did. Under Ron DeSantis. And that's why it went, you know, 20 years ago it was the state that gave us hanging shads. And now it's the state, the third largest state in the union that's done counting votes by 11 o'clock Eastern on election night in a high turnout election of random chance, you know, uh, mail in ballots of no chain of custody. So I I don't disagree with any of your substance, Nancy. I just I don't see where Trump has made some effort to accomplish what you're talking about the cleaning up of the voter rolls um, the election integrity laws i mean it's it's september of 2023 we're going to have an election next year so i don't i don't see where this has been done the last couple of years unless i'm missing it one place where i have seen it done is in florida which that's why i'm supporting no, that guy
2: and which again it's just another reminder that while he did good things we, we keep being told that only he can solve i know that was his line and once he got in he did actually solve some things but he very much proved that he couldn't solve some very big things and this is indication of that again so you and then you just try to come back and reset that that because he's such a threat to the system that's why we got to put there in there again and that center just does not hold there may be other reasons to put him in there again but that he's indispensable he's proven on multiple fronts that he wasn't and not even close that's what's the irony of this entire thing he was just hated so much which is steve's point about you know you're guilty just for in new york just because you're named donald trump Mm -hmm. but like in terms of really a lot of us thought Early on, he was going to be a threat in a lot of different ways, and and he was in some ways, but comprehensively, overall, this is where Steve said about the cake and the frosting, and he he ended up being uh, right before uh, most people were, like, if if the Democrats could have just had any degree of chill, like, this, the, the, the thing with Donald Trump is he's not nearly as great as so many people think, and he's not nearly as evil as anybody thinks he is. He's just, He could have just been Donald Trump and we could have still just had this country called America, but we just got to burn everything down from both sides now.
0: We'll come back more of your feedback on a Feedback Friday here in just a few moments. Please stay tuned. Well, I already loved the Miracle-Made sheets, but man, this summer, they were phenomenal. We had a lot of heat here in the Midwest this summer, and the cooling properties that, uh, that they have, those silver-infused fabrics that make temperature-regulating possible while you're sleeping uh, at the perfect temperature all night long, really shined. Uh, and, it's, and, and hey, I, I'm sure there's other things you could wrap yourself in and cover yourself in that also have uh, temperature regulating properties to cool you down, but also wouldn't feel nearly as luxurious and comfortable as miracle made sheets do. So you don't, sacrifice luxury for functionality or the other way around. Self-cooling properties, self-cleaning properties, that same silver, also helps to prevent about 99.7% of the bacterial growth uh, that uh, you can have on your sheets as well. You can't beat it. If you want to try it today, try miracle.com DACE is where you can go. And if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code DACE at checkout, you'll get three free towels and then save an extra 20%. Can't beat it, man. They they made it as uh, they 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 incentivize and sweeten this deal for you as much as they possibly could. So again, you go to trymiracle.com slash dace, save over 40%. Use the promo code DACE at checkout to get three free towels and save an extra 20%. That's the promo code DACE at trimiracle.com. All right, let's continue on on a feedback Friday. Uh, Terry writes, you guys have the best crew. Um, and I want to provide my two cents. Thank you very much for that. By the way, Terry, I want to provide my two cents of an opinion, uh, to women who are posting about being happy while being childless. I'm a single woman childless, but not by my choice to keep this short on my life. I've wanted to be married and have children. All of the boyfriends, fiancés, throughout my life, before we walked down any aisle, I caught them cheating on me painfully. So I thought something might be wrong with me. I tried to relook at who I was dating. I dated Christian men back to back who ended up being the worst when it came to cheating. I mean, in terms of, you know, getting in, in the bed kind of cheating. Needless to say, I'm never married and I've never, I've, I've therefore never had a child. I felt so strongly that a child needed both a mother and a father and being single was not good enough to raise one. I've questioned my entire life. I've been through the gamut as to why I've asked God why I've tried to reason. But that's not the point of this note. And there isn't much you can tell me to solve this problem. The point is I'm single, I'm childless, and I've gone through the painful tears that my time has now passed. And I can assure you it is painful on many levels. From feeling like a failure, worthless, missing so many what-ifs, raising a sweet baby and seeing that baby grow and learn. You name it, it is painful. There is something in a woman that wants a child. And I do not believe for one minute these women are content without one. If they are, I think there's something very wrong to be at that point. I've been forced. I've had to come to acceptance, but even now writing this note, I end up crying. I'll accept what God has for me, but it's painful in ways that you cannot explain. Thank you and your daughter for bringing this to light. I think that's well said. Anybody want to add anything to that before we move on?
2: Well, we our biggest idol these days is almost certainly ourselves. And we joked before about uh, pumpkin spice Twinkies. And, and if you're going to do that, don't sit there and talk about, tell, write us this letter. But here, this woman writes us this letter out of pure selflessness, trying to say, like, yeah, understand what you're saying. Understand that even, even in my sense of loss and my desire to try to do anything to overcome that loss. I fight against my selfish reasons of trying to do this somehow and cobbling it together without having a father in the picture. Um, I just think there's, in your in your tears, um, there's just clearly grace is overflowing in your life, whether you understand that or not. Uh, I, I'm here to tell you it is because you did just a profound service for anyone with ears to hear. It's well
0: said. This is from Maggie. Our friends found they were expecting their third baby, given the father was going to school and working full-time at a minimum wage job, and the mother was giving piano lessons out of their home to supplement the income. The news was going to put a financial strain on them. At the 16-week checkup, the OB used a 4D ultrasound and, the, t- the, and uh, the 4-D told the parents that it would give a clear picture so they would easily see their baby's body parts. After the scan, the tech became very quiet and left the room after telling the parents the OB would be in shortly. The parents received the news that the baby, a girl, had major cardiac deformities and should be aborted. A cardiac consult gave the same information and pushed for an abortion, citing the financial and, and, uh, financial and other difficulties in bringing a child into the world who would need multiple heart surgeries, and even after surgery would be handicapped, have a lifelong financial strain, and would take away from their other two children. And the possibility of the, of the baby dying was also high. The doctors were confident that the burden of death would be too much for the family. The parents were Christians, and so after prayer and many conversations, they decided that this was the child God wanted them to have. And they would accept such a burden. The parents were, uh, they were, were continually barraged by specialists to abort, but stayed with what they felt was God's direction. As the pregnancy continued, more scans and tests confirmed there was a deformity in the baby. When the time came to deliver, a neonatal pediatrician and a neonatal cardiologist were in the delivery room, ready to rush the baby to surgery. When delivered, a six-pound, four-ounce, perfectly healthy girl was born. No surgery needed. No deformity was there. The doctors shrugged their shoulders. Last I heard, this same girl won a full-ride scholarship for music and theater. She has an amazing voice and musical ability. If it had not been for the faith of her parents who refused to listen to the experts, the world would have one less bright star to help spread the word of saving grace. This is a true story. And to add to my shame, I, being a nurse, was on the side of the doctors and encouraged those parents to abort, but understood when the parents defaulted to God in their decision to keep the pregnancy. Thank you, Jesus, that all of us medical experts were proven wrong. That again is from Maggie.
2: The the only thing I would say uh, in terms of the language we use about... These hard cases, as as that sometimes the language, Christian. And this was a powerful letter. Sometimes this is, like, this is the baby God wanted us to have. Well, it didn't even turn out to be that baby. Maybe maybe it wasn't to begin with. Maybe they got it wrong. Maybe it was God's intervention all all along. But I, I, I think one thing we do is we, th- we we get fatalistic I- in our faith. I don't like, remember. God is not the author of sin God is not the author of cancer but God can overcome these things and I think that's the one thing we have to do and be careful with our language as Christians is that like this is our the test isn't like we were given a broken baby no that in a fallen world that bad things happen and it's you may have just lost you most likely just lost the statistical um lottery that's where faith doesn't care about that basically plow ahead so that's the one caveat i would think because i think some people turn their ears off and i don't think that was the intent of this and i don't want anybody to do it because the letter was so powerful
3: yeah i mean ultimately and this is this has been a part of the human condition since since the garden but ultimately human beings in our fallen state like to think we know a lot more than we actually do Mm -hmm. and that's part of the christian walk is to cast that aside and say you know what um maybe my baby might be born with a defect maybe they'll um they'll go on a full ride scholarship to university in 18 and a half years uh blessed be the name of the lord that, that is the, that's the difficult part, and Todd, you're absolutely right in, in pointing that out, the, the kind of the fatalism, well, we've got a broken baby. I, no, I get that, and it's really hard to say, to be told, hey, you've got a heart defect, you should abort, and then to say, yeah, maybe that's true, but we're still going to follow what, you know, what God has for us. It's difficult to then say, well, maybe maybe she won't have a de- defect Maybe we'll just trust in the Lord to bring about a a baby who will live a long and prosperous life that's That's a hard thing, but that's what we are called to do as as believers. Again, it's this notion of of God's economy is just a lot different than ours and that's that's nothing unique to this day and age that's been something that's been part of the human condition since like I said since the garden is to um, is to recognize uh, the sin around us. And how we are impacted by that, nevertheless, trusting God, that he knows the future, he holds the future, not us, not the experts. It's a difficult, it's a difficult thing to do, um, but that's a powerful, powerful note.
0: If excessive sweating is a problem that you fight and not just when it's scalding hot outside, make sure you check out our friends over at SweatBlock. First of all, their antiperspirant wipes, that's the product line that uh, that launched them as a company, they are outstanding. They even work for more than a couple of days in some cases to to stop you from excessive sweating. And this is the kind of sweat that you don't want. Not I mean not when you're working out and you're trying to build up a sweat. The sweat that comes when it's a high-pressure, you know, high high-anxiety event, a first date, a job interview, public speaking, public singing, that kind of stuff. They've also got an outstanding deodorant stick. They've got deodorant lotions as well, uh, a, a really strong product line to help you block excessive sweating where, when and where you don't want it. Take advantage of my last name, days to get 20% off when you go. And take advantage of that uh, product line at sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com is where you want to go. If you or someone you love has problems with excessive sweating, all right, sweatblock.com, use the promo code DACE. Promo code DACE for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Daniel W. writes, a friend of mine who is not religious had a question for me the other day. Um... And I was not ready for the question that he asked. He said, so the Bible states that after death, the woman is released from marriage and therefore can remarry. Why is this not adulterous? He would later, later clarify by saying the man is dead and the woman remarries here on earth. I feel like it is still adulterous because you never fell out of love with that individual who died. You still love them. And then finding another person to love seems as though it's as simple as loving two people at the same time. In the mind of the, if, in the, mind of the spouse, sp- spouse still left on earth, they are split between two people, end quote. I tried my best to, best to give a biblical explanation, but I would be honest if I said I was caught off guard or I wasn't caught off guard. I hadn't heard this point of view before and thought I'd pose the question to those more well versed and knowledgeable than myself. Here's your answer. You should say to your friend, Turnerburn. burn. I have nothing else. I mean, this is, a, this is a, idle chatter, useless genealogies. This is immaterial. Why does, why do, if your friend's not religious, why does he care what the Bible has to say on this topic? Why does he care? Is the Bible primarily about adultery and marital relationships? Is that the prime directive of the Bible? No. 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 Is that part of the guidance of the Bible? Yeah. But does the Bible care if you follow its guidance? If you ignore its prime directive? Nope. Is anybody in heaven because they 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 nailed marriage? Like they showed up, they died, they woke up in eternity, and God was like, "You know what? I mean, you never asked for forgiveness for your multitude of sins, but man, you nailed that. You nailed the marriage. You nailed the marriage thing. So enter in. Is that how it works? It is. This does no, not, not, not. No. So. I would not engage your friend on this at all. It's a pointless argument. There's no point to it. The point is that your friend needs forgiveness for his sins, and Jesus died to save sinners, not to answer intricate questions.
3: Yeah. Does your friend have any um, thoughts about what the Bible says about speed limits? Indeed. Top marginal tax rates for you know the top one percent.
0: Lint- naval and lint, uh, lint and naval. What the appropriate is that is that in Leviticus the appropriate amount of lit to navel that uh, you are permitted to have is that right after you boil a young goat and its mother's milk I mean like I, if I, this
3: I, is your if this is your I would tell you friends jesus Jesus who is God and God inspires and breathes all of scripture Jesus says a lot of really really uncomfortable things in books like uh Romans writing through Paul but yet this is your bugaboo this is your bugaboo I would just challenge your friend man you know we're buddies I know you're you're irreligious but this seems you know this is as a buddy as a friend I
0: feel like you're kind of playing me here let's get let's get exactly real. yeah well, th- e- exactly that, that's not the prime directive of the Bible so with unbelievers, I wouldn't I wouldn't spend any time arguing about anything yeah. the Scripture says unless we're arguing about the prime directive, because ultimately what you're trying to figure out is this a false objection? What are we, I mean, ultimately, what are we discussing here? What what's the point of the discussion in and of itself? Is this just a, are you are you, because most of the time these people think they they are the ones after after four thousand years they found the loophole. That's just going to the 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 untug the sweater the thread that will untug the whole sweater and it will be them this thing has withstood empires archaeology archaeological digs okay (laughs) executions of its followers but my buddy phil cracked the code come on man todd you want to add to this
2: well that's what's you should have like do you are we really talking about this that's because fine, and like I've done with abortion, fine, you and your hard cases, there's a way to make them, you give me those, or I'll give you those, and you give me the rest, because this is apparently what you really care about, and they never take you up on that. Same thing here. If I can, if I can, if you want to have a serious discussion about this, and I give you the understanding that is evident through 2,000 years of history, do you really want to go deep on this or not? And they're... They're probably not going to. And then say, well, come back to me when you're serious. Because if I answer this on that, I've got a lot more truth than that in store for you. They just don't
0: want it. Why did did your buddy skip through all of the, um, the, the, you need salvation, you need forgiveness of sins. um, There's only one God. um, Everyone that doesn't accept that atonement for their sins goes to hell. He skipped over a lot, man. I mean, he skipped over a lot to get to, I have a question about this particular uh, issue Uh, of adultery. This is what
3: bugs me about this question, is that he's supposedly your buddy, but ultimately what is coming out of his mouth, whether or not he realizes it, is scorn and mockery. You should not do that. to. If if you're really friends, you should not do that, and you need to call him out on that.
0: Hmm. All right, no time to be fair to another one. How about you guys? Any final thoughts before we sign off here for the weekend?
3: It was good having uh, Jenna on uh, as a panelist. I think we'll have her back again very soon for the Days Group. Uh, overall, a, uh, a fun show, and uh, it, it is surprising to me that yesterday you got— it's not surprising we got a lot of reaction to that. It's surprising to hear you say most of it was positive because what I'm seeing this morning is a lot of people subtweeting you. Cool. I think yeah. you were over the what mark. What does subtweeting mean,
0: by the way? Is that like means, do you think they're passive indirectly passive-aggressively aggressive aggressive tweeting yeah. responses? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Right. Well, get that's until the Iowa caucuses and probably after, it's going to be like that yep. on a lot of days. This is a civil war, not just between Republicans and De- Democrats, Christians and pagans. It's, you know,
0: inter-mural civil war as well. Indeed. Have a great weekend. Hope you do. Until Monday, John 317. This is Steve Dace.
1: On the Blaze Radio Network.